Okay, you ready? This is exciting. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's exciting. No, I mean, it's big, it's big. Okay, would you stop? Well, I'm saying you haven't done a podcast in like 25, 30, uh, 50 years. 50 years, really? There were no podcasts 50 years ago. It's been a very long time. Yes, it has. It's been like a year, I think, at least since the last episode of the Jatcast, Hank. And we're going to do another one here right now. Right, so let me do you. Stop that. Stop that. Well, but if I don't do it, people want people like that. It's true. Go ahead. Go ahead. Do it. Hello, 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 hello. All right. Are you done? No. Hello, 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 hello. Okay. What about now? No. Hello, 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 hello. You're just giving them a fill of like what they've missed over a year. Yeah, I'm telling you, man. It's you know we've been gone a long time. I've been you know I've been working on my suntan. <laughs> You're tan enough, fella. This is just silly. This is going nowhere. Well, I think, but people like it. They enjoy it. People, you, you've been going to the shows. I have. Hank, let's do the intro to the show, and then we'll get to all of that information. I'm just telling you, very exciting. Oh, yeah, very exciting, Mr. Mr. James, sir. You just sir James a lot. Okay. Thank you, Billy. You guys are all, everybody's back and ready to go. We need to get Mr. Announcer Guy in here. Jerry the Music Man, you ready to play some music and stuff? You got it, James. Play a little, like, as we're, you know, fuffering around. Fuffering around? Yeah, that's, I don't know. I was just, you know, this kind of, like, pre-show. We don't have any music for the pre-show. Play, Jerry, play a little something. Here we go. Yeah, that's some way. What do you think? I don't know. I kind of like it. It's, it's ooh-hoo. I like it. It's, it's hoo-hoo. Okay. Oh, well, no, I definitely, I like it, Mr. James. Too. Yes, it's very nice. It's very nice, sir, indeed. Okay, good. Well, we got to get Mr. Announcer Guy in here. Uh, uh, Reginald, uh, don't call me Reggie. Ray Reginald, don't call me Reggie! Boy, you're going crazy. I know. I, I'm excited. It's you know, it's a new show. Yes, James. Right, 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 right. You're back. I'm back. Everybody's been asking, and well, let but let's get the show on the road first. And who am I forgetting? Bob. Hey, hey, Bob. Bob, 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 Bob. Yeah, Bob. Oh, 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 yes. Oh, very exciting, James. Yes, hello. Hello there. Hello there. Hello there. Hello there. Hello there. Oh, you sound the most like him. What if Obi-Wan was really here, though, and he... Hello there. Oh, oh there he is. And, and Plo Koon? Kotoya there. Oh, Kotoya there. See, because that's like, hello. All right. Hey, everybody. It's James Arnold Taylor. It is the James Arnold Taylor podcast. I'm coming back. I'm returning. Uh, there has been a long time off a hiatus as we call it yeah you you took a high 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 status hiatus hi yeah hiatus i know hiatus hiatus no anyways and now we're back and i'm gonna try i'm gonna do my best to do a show every once in a while now and we're gonna talk about more of it let's bring in the one guy we have not brought in here is is mr announcer guy who we need to do the show so, hey, Mr. Announcer Guy! Yeah, man, how you doing? You're back, baby. Hello there. Well, hello there. Are you ready to introduce the show, Mr. Announcer Guy? It's what I live for, man. I've been saving up for a year now. Okay, well, lay it on us. Here we go. Hey, Jerry, music man, change the music up, do the thing. You, you got it, James. All right, he knows what he's doing. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, children of all ages, it's the James Arnold Taylor podcast talking to myself, the Jetcast. Hello there. Yeah, man. Now, here he is, 
the same guy that's doing all the voices you've been hearing, including this one, James Arnold Taylor! Hey, hey! Thank you, Mr. Announcer Guy. Thank you, Hank. You got it. Thank you, Billy. Oh, yeah, yeah, no, definitely Mr. James, sir. Just James. Whatever. Well, no, I say whatever, you know, it's anyways. Thanks, Bob. Uh, Bob, 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 the email dude. Oh, yes, 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 and doobity-dee, and doobity-doo. Thanks, Reginald. Don't call me Reggie, Reggie. Why did you say Reggie twice? Don't call me Reggie once or twice. You got it, man. Okay, so uh, we are back. It is a new season of, this would be, I guess, season three or something? Yeah, we'll call it season three. Because I just, I've been away for so long, I have not done the show. We're going to cover all of that. But first off, welcome. You know the rules. If you're brand new to the James Arnold Taylor podcast, first off, here's what I'm, I'm really going to suggest this. Go back and listen to the others. Strangest thing in the world to me, and I guess it's the way people podcast. I will say to somebody, you know, I have a podcast and I'll tell them all about it. And then they'll go and they'll listen to the last episode. It's not like that with the James Arnold Taylor podcast. Go back and listen to the first episode and listen all the way through. There's there's so many of them. You'd get the real story of of the Jatcast and all the characters and all the people and why we call it the Jatcast and what, who everybody is. And then realizing that it's all done in real time. I don't edit around. This is me switching back and forth. It's me doing all the characters. What do you mean it's you doing all the characters? I mean that you're me and I'm you. Well, you're just blowing my mind. I know. But so uh, anyways, that's the way we do it. It's an audio podcast because for years I thought about doing a video. In fact, earlier today, I was doing some tests for a video version of it. But here's the thing. I don't know. I may do it. I may still do it. I'm looking at a couple things and a couple new ways of doing the show. And I may have it on tape, you know, or on video, I should say. Tape. What am I? I, Well, I'm a child of the 80s. It's it's a problem. But I'm an old guy. And so I was thinking, but I, I feel like... If I have cameras on and you're seeing me change from voice to voice, you won't picture Billy. Oh yeah, no, yeah, definitely, definitely uh, see me, yeah. And and then Hank. Oh yeah, yeah. Hello, hello, hello. And all the different people. And the Mr. Announcer guy. Yeah, man, totally. And it, exactly how they look and feel. If you watch me doing it, I feel like that kind of pulls away from the magic a little, don't you think? So I don't know if I want to have a video version of this, but I know that that would be more popular. I would certainly get more subscriptions on things like YouTube and stuff. You know, I got a whole, whole, whole thought process on that anyways, because there's interesting things. But so welcome to the James Arnold Taylor (laughs) podcast. I can't even say my own name. Welcome to the James Arnold Taylor podcast. Slow it down, James. So much has been going on over the last year that I've taken a break from the show on. And there's many reasons why I take breaks from it. But yeah, okay, so again, you're brand new to the show. If you don't know this, hang on. Get what you need to listen to the James Arnold Taylor podcast. All of you that know or you're already ready. You have you need a big glass of water and ah, that's good water. That's what you say after. Ah, that's good. I've met so many wonderful people over the last year where I have been going to Comic Cons with Ashley Eckstein and Matt Lanter. And people come up and they watch the podcast and what do they say? Or they listen to the podcast. They don't watch it. That goes back to what I was just saying. And they say, ah, that's good water. And they're drinking water. So there you go. In fact, at one of the last ones, I was in Huntsville, Alabama, and I met some folks and, and they came up with a very sweet. And just before they came up, I ducked into the behind the curtain there to take a big sip of water. And then they said, see what you did there. See, so there you go. Anyways, 
the podcast. So I am in my booth at Jat Studios. Jat Studios is in my house, and but it's a big space, and I have I have a control room. I have an upper room where I have meetings and stuff and I can shoot other things up there. And then I have the booth and the booth is about seven by 10 and it's a nice size booth. It's very, there's room for dancing in here. And I go back and forth. Do I, if I were to video the show, do I have the videos in the booth here? Because it would sound the best. And thanks to SE Electronics, by the way, they, um, they provide all the microphones for the James Arnold Taylor podcast. I'm talking on a SE Electronics microphone, beautiful stuff. And thanks to SE, go to seelectronics.com. Really check them out from podcasting to live stage, to serious studio recording, to voiceover, to music. These guys make tons of mics. I am, they don't pay me to say that they're not an official sponsor. I'm just saying that because people always want to know, what do I use? So I use a ton of SE electronic microphones. I thank my good friend, Derek Frank for connecting me with SE electronics. Check out Derek's stuff. He's got a great podcast. I was just on living with a land speeder where they reinvent Star Wars, uh, well, they reinvent Disney World rides into Star Wars-themed stuff. And I just did an episode of their podcast. And we did the Pirates of the Caribbean. Check it out. Living with a Landspeeder. Check that out. Okay, I'm just giving all my plugs away right now, okay? Uh, all the stuff that I love and, and people I support and all of that. So, and then I was just on Most Things Kenobi. I was on their podcast and that's coming up. And that was cool because they do it through this thing called Zencaster, which got me thinking about it. So Leanne and Lauren, thank you. Because I was, I, I liked their Zencaster thing that they use for their podcast. And I thought maybe I should do one with Zencaster where I set up four cameras, webcams, and then whoever's voice or two or three and whoever's voice I'm doing, then I cut to that camera. I thought that would be kind of funny, right? So who knows? I'm thinking, I'm thinking about stuff, but here's the deal. I don't really have a ton of time to do a podcast lately. And that's been the other thing. There's been several reasons why I haven't podcasted lately. I'll try to cover all of them on this episode. And that's what we'll kind of do. Just kind of a welcome back with the hopes that I start putting a podcast out every other week. You know, my perfect world, I would do this every week. I would love that. My per Well, my perfect world, I'd get paid and I'd do it every single day. I would talk to you every day. Like when I was in radio, we've talked about that before on the show. Anyways, the problem is, 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 well, there's too many problems. Anyway, <laughs> so here we go. I digress. And I'm going to drink a little more water then just, just because I digress. Ah, oh, that's good. You know why, why do we drink lots of water on the James Arnold Taylor podcast? Because, you know, most people don't drink enough water anyways. So drink water, hydrate your body, not with a bunch of caffeine and cola and energy drinks and, you know, all those caffeine drinks and stuff. I won't say brand names because I'm not like endorsing them. I'm saying they're not great for you, but they're not great for you. Water is really the true, the true um, gift of life there. And I also, uh, I drink a little tea. You can do a little tea, a little throat coat, a little, you know, I get this one. It's called voice tea and it's made by a, uh, lady here in Nashville, Tennessee, where I reside. And it's wonderful. It's very simple. It's, it's like lemon and ginger. And I think maybe like a little rooibos tea or something. It's really good. And I'll have that. And then when I have people over when they're doing voice work and I make them and they go, Ooh, that's good. So yeah, check that out. We have been very busy. And I say we, I mean, uh, Madlanta, Anakin, Anakin, I yeah, I get stories. I get so many stories, but uh, and Ahsoka, Ahsoka, 
Ahsoka Tunnel. Kotoya Ahsoka Tunnel. Uh, Ashley Eckstein and David Eckstein, two of the sweetest people on the planet. And Matt Lanter, one of the hunkiest people on the planet. And just a sweetheart of a guy and a brother to me, and I love him. And his dad, Joe. And then my wife and my daughter. We've all been going on these, you know, Comic-Con, like a tour. We, I think I'm doing like, like 20, 20 some odd shows this year, Comic-Cons. And we've had an, a, an amazing time. I think we got like 13 left at the, at the point that I'm recording this. And we've just been going all over the country and, and maybe even, well, we went to London as well. We went to Celebration. I went to Star Wars Celebration and I uh, did that. I hadn't been to Celebration in a long time. They hadn't had me. They never invite, you know, they don't invite me. No, um, I'm not, I don't say that to try and, you know, the bad blood or anything. It's no, it's just, they didn't, inv- they stopped inviting. I hosted it for many you know, times, a couple times. And then after that, they stopped inviting me. And I, I think I offended somebody. I don't know. Yeah, I can offend people. Look, you know, I, I, I'm, I try to be a nice guy. I try to be sweet and compassionate. I think a lot of times people don't buy it. I think a lot of times people think he can't actually be that nice. Look, I am, I am very aware that I am one of the luckiest human beings on the planet to get to do what I love and to get paid to do what I love. And and to meet thousands of people and to ins- help help make people laugh and be entertained. And that I, you know, I'm the luckiest guy to be alive because I probably shouldn't be alive because, you know, there's so many things in my life that happened that would have kept me from that. And we all have those stories. But so I really am humbly blessed and thankful to God for keeping me alive. So I really am doing my best to actually be that person. I'm not like, isn't it wonderful? And isn't life just great? Because I know life is half empty sometimes, the glass, you know? And so in my day-to-day, like if you were to talk to my wife, they'd be like, is he happy all the time? She'd be like, no. (laughs) I asked my daughter that. She'd be like, no, no. But we, you know, I, I try to project goodness and happiness to people. And I think a lot of times people just don't buy it. I think they think, you know, that I'm just making it up. I'm not making it up. I'm doing my best to try to just be a light because that's what I'm called to do. And that's kind of part of the deal that I made with God. You know, you, you get me through stuff and I'll be a light to people. So that's what I try to do. So that's what I'm trying to do. So we go to the comic cons and I try to just be a light to everybody. And I try to smile and make everybody happy and give each person some time and look them in the eye and connect with them because they have stories. People have, you all have wonderful stories to tell of your lives and the the things that have happened in your lives and how some of the stuff that I've been, again, blessed and fortunate enough to be a part of, like Star Wars or Johnny Tester, Ratchet and Clank or Final Fantasy or any of these other amazing things that I've been about. And Turtles, uh, Milo Thatch. Boy, I can't tell you how many people love Atlantis, The Lost Empire now, and I think that's really cool. I think Disney should have done more, and, you know, we did more. We actually recorded 18 episodes of a show, and uh, they only took four of them and turned them into a, a, a sequel. And I'm in, kind of a, I'm in kind of a Michael J. Fox mode here today because I just watched the uh, documentary of his life still. And I, and I think it's I think it's a really amazing podcast, but you know, I, or a, a movie. And I think it's an amazing movie, and and I've I'm finding myself uh, talking like like Michael all day then, and so I have to like get out of it and I have to get back to myself. That's what happens for me when I listen uh, to other people, especially people whose voices I've doubled for in the past. I will become them for the rest of the day. 
So I'll be walking around the house. Whoa, 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 whoa. We're making steak for dinner? Okay, whoa, Doc, whoa. You mean to tell me that we got vegetables? Are you, you eating broccoli? Is that broccoli you just made? Okay. You know, so I, my wife will be like, yes, shut up. Okay, Alex P. Keaton, enough. So anyways, I'm jumping around. We've been doing these Comic-Cons. And so what it kind of looks like for us is one week we're home, the next week we're at a Comic-Con. And so this week we're home and this weekend we're home. But then next week we go to another one. We just got back from Indianapolis and we had an amazing time there. And it was awesome. And I got to see and meet a lot of wonderful people. And I got to see D. Bradley Baker, Phil Lamar, and T.C. Carson from the Clone Wars because they were there as well. So we had a six-person Clone Wars panel in Indianapolis. If you get a chance, look it up on YouTube. I bet it's uh, I bet it's there. And it's really great to actually be on stage with all of them because Ashley and Matt and I, we do panels all the time together now. And we're all used to our little rhythms and stuff. And we have our little jokes and our patterns and stuff. But it was great to have Dee and Phil and TC there because it broke up the whole thing. And, and then we take questions from everybody. So we're just really enjoying the 15-year anniversary of Star Wars The Clone Wars. If you don't know Star Wars The Clone Wars, hey, check it out. Um, it's very cool. And I think it, it really kept Star Wars going in a time when there was no Star Wars. And it was also the last Star Wars that George Lucas made. And I think it's, it's something to be uh, very um, proud of to be involved in. And I am, and I'm very grateful because I have some of my closest friends in the world, truly our, our family. I'm, I'm, I'm choking up thinking about it. Are, you know, Catherine Tabor, Matt Lanter, and Ashley Eckstein. They're just some of the dearest people in the world to me and they are my family and I love them. I love them dearly. And so I'm so grateful. And so, uh, hopefully we'll get cat at some of these shows too. And, and Anna Graves and, you know, all sorts of people. So it's really cool. If you are in a town where you want the clone wars to come, I guess what I would say is where, you know, there's a local comic con, get on their Instagram and stuff and bombard them with, Hey, we want the clone wars actors to come. And because people go, hey, come to this place or whatever. We don't really have any control over that. It's really up to the people that make the shows, the Comic-Cons, to invite us. So we have to be invited and then, and then you know, they, they contact CelebWorks. That's the company that I work with that manages Ashley and Matt and I. And it's really great. And so anyways, we've been going to all these places and we've been doing all these shows. And it's been so much fun meeting thousands of you and getting to... You know, fist bump. I, I can't shake hands anymore. The, you know, if you listen to the podcast, you know, I, I have developed this thing called um, politician's elbow. And that's the most political I'll ever get. Okay. Because uh, my job as an entertainer is not to be political. My job is to entertain you. So, but the most political I ever get is I, I developed politician's elbow is what they call it. It's a combination of golfer and tennis elbow. And so both sides of your elbow get this massive pain when you shake hands. So I, I really just can't shake hands with people. It hurts. And I also, you know, I'm spending the day signing autographs, which is not the greatest for the carpal tunnel and all that stuff too, where you're signing. I know that sounds like, oh, poor baby, he's got to sign autographs. No, but like, like the pops and stuff. So you have to hold them in a certain way. And then you take the Sharpies or the, the special, you know, paint pens that everybody likes now. And you have to shake those, which is hard on the wrist. And then you have to sign. So, you know, <laughs> again, it sounds like, oh yeah, you poor guy, you spend all this time, but no. So, so if I don't offer my hand to you in a handshake, if you meet me, it's a fist bump because I'm actually, my arm hurts quite a bit when I'm at these shows. Uh, so, but it's, you know, it's absolutely the, the very least of my problems, right? Or you know, the least of anybody's problems, I should say. You know, it's like I'm blessed to have such problems as a, sh- a sore arm. 
okay, from getting to meet thousands of people. So how blessed am I? So we've been doing that. We did celebration. I finally, hey, I got to finally meet Ewan McGregor. Drink your water. Um, <clears throat> finally got to meet him after 21 years. People say, 21 years? Why didn't you never meet him before? I don't know if they just tried to keep us apart. <laughs> but, uh, you know, it's not like he was seeking out to me to meet me he's a big star but i it i was at celebration and then i did have to leave celebration early i i caught a cold from <laughs> from shaking hands with you and mcgregor no i'm kidding i'm i'm kidding uh no so i finally just said to somebody i'm like can i i mean literally i have a booth where i'm signing autographs he has a booth where he's signing autographs like four doors down from me i said is there some way I can just meet him finally so we can kind of get this out of the way. And so he was having his, his photo ops where they do the things where, you know, you get your photos taken with him. And Ryan, this uh, wonderful gal that worked there for the show was like, yes, let's make this happen. And cause I had talked to Jackie, who's my, my manager there at, with the celebrities people. And, and she talked to Ryan and then, so Jackie and Ryan, made it possible for me to meet Ewan McGregor, which, so my, my great thanks to them, they bring me in, cut me in line, which I felt bad cutting in line, but so I cut in line and, and I, and I shook his hand. I did shake his hand cause he put his hand out and I was like, okay. So I try to limit my handshaking, you know, but I, so I shook his hand cause it's, it's Ewan McGregor. I mean, it's, it's the other Obi-Wan. Come on. Right. And I said, hi, I'm James. I play Obi-Wan in the Clone Wars. And he said, oh yeah, great. Um, and we talked for about uh, one and a half seconds. <laughs> and then they took our picture. And then he said, I've been signing my name under yours all day. Which, I, you know, it's like, come on, Ewan. No, I've actually been signing mine under yours all day. Or, or people bring me a pop. And, and his, his signature is across the whole front. It's big. It's a big signature. And then they'll go, would you sign on the side? <laughs> or I've had people come to me and say, with a brand new pop, and I go, you want me to sign this? They go, yeah, can you sign on the side? Because I'm going to get Ewan McGregor to sign the front. <laughs> so, so I don't know if I buy the whole all day he'd been signing under my name. I Because I if I know, most of the time people will tell me, Ewan McGregor's also going to sign this. I will then make room. I'll sign someplace where so he has the, the front. But what happened, I think, was there was somebody that worked for the show, I won't, I won't say who, who was like, I, you're my Obi-Wan James. And I thought that was very sweet. And so they had a poster that they had where Obi-Wan was on it. It was the thing. And they said, sign across Obi-Wan. And, and, and I said, okay. And then they said, I'm going to get you and McGregor to sign. And now I'm going to make him sign under you. And that happened before I met him. And I think he was, cause when this person took the autograph to him, he said, Oh, somebody else has already signed on Obi-Wan. And they said, yeah, that's James Arnold Taylor, the voice of Obi-Wan. You can, you can sign on the side, which I thought was kind of funny. The person was being funny, but it ended up affecting my relationship with Ewan McGregor. So now Ewan McGregor's sore at me because somebody else likes my Obi-Wan. No, anyways. So it was kind of a funny thing, but I don't think all day he was signing under me. I think one time it happened and it happened probably about 20 minutes before I met him. And so he was giving me a bad time about me signing over Obi-Wan. I was like, okay, well, sorry, you know? And, you know, I mean, I, I, to, but, you know, to be fair, to be fair, I, I've 
voiced Obi-Wan for 21 years and over 100 episodes of a TV show, countless video games and specials and, and a movie. So, you know, maybe I, maybe every once in a while I get to sign the front of the box, Ewan. I'm sorry, baby. You've been, you've been gone for the last 20 years, you know? Come on. <laughs> okay, I'm kidding. I am kidding. All of you that want to take this out of context, please don't. I'm giving it because Ewan McGregor is a gigantic worldwide star and i am a voice actor that does voices in cartoons we happen to both voice a, a, a truly iconic character that i'm blessed to be associated with and if he was here i'd be giving him a bad time about it because you know it's i've i because it also took 21 years for me to meet him and, and you know people just assume we're like all just on the same club we are not this guy's a superstar let's all be clear i know my place i'm the guy that does the voice in the cartoon so <laughs> there you go so anyways that was my time with him and but we had fun we had fun doing other things too and it was a great time but you know a lot of you probably already follow me on instagram and stuff i'm not on twitter much anymore you know i was i was upset to see they took away my little blue check mark there not that it man you know i mean i think again the problem uh, uh political as i'll get right here is to say that it became a political thing you know uh and but so it's a bummer you know there's no more blue check marks all i want those for is not because i want some status i just want you all to know that you're actually talking to james if you're on instagram or or twitter or anything so you know that it's really me but it's really me, a J-A-T actor, Jat actor. There are fakes out there. In fact, one of my oldest friends um, from high school, actually a, a girl that that I used to date before I met my lovely wife, Allison. She was, oh, we were on Instagram. Uh, she was sending me a thing and she said, hey, is this you on WhatsApp? I'm on WhatsApp and, and I, I want to make sure I'm talking to you. And I said, no, it's not me. I'm not on WhatsApp. I don't know. I don't have TikTok. I don't, I don't do any. I don't, I don't, I'm not on any of that. So if you're on any of those and you see somebody saying they're me, it's not me. Okay. I'm on Instagram at Jat Actor and I'm on Twitter at Jat Actor and I'm on my YouTube channel. Uh, and I think it can be Jat Actor as well, but it's just James Arnold Taylor. So that's me on those, on those three. That's me. That's where you can see me and you can make comments and stuff. So there you go. Anyways. We've been doing these shows. It's been fantastic to meet everybody, to see everybody. I've got my phone in my back pocket. Do you ever get it where it feels like it goes... And, it, and then it... I, I'm going to put my phone down. But in fact, you shouldn't have your phone on you all the time anyways. It's not great. I don't sleep with my phone in my bedroom. If you sleep with your phone in your bedroom, do me a favor. Take a week and, and put it someplace else. Plug it in. I plug it in in my kitchen at night. My wife plugs it in in her office at night my daughter plugs hers in over at her desk on the other side of her room and we don't have our phones with us when we sleep it's not easy you just get away from them all so as much as you know i'm just talking about social media and stuff I, i'm not on it a lot now i really only use it for social media for instagram uh to kind of say hey here i am at this con or here i am at that con and i like posting pictures of all of you so you'll see if you're in like a costume or you have wonderful art that you've done, I will take a picture of you at a Comic-Con if I see you and I'll post it the next night or whatever saying, you know, here's all the people I got to meet. And I find that that's better than me picking, posting pictures of me going, hey, look at me, aren't I cool? Because that's not what it's about. It's about the life that I have and how blessed I am to have it and the people that I encounter that are grateful to meet me and that I'm grateful to meet them. And so that's why I put those pictures out there. So 
if you see me there, you know, then maybe you'll end up on my Instagram at some point. Isn't that cool? I think it is. And I think people like seeing those. And so if I'm doing interesting things, I post those on Instagram. But I have been doing interesting things and I've been trying to figure out how to put it all on Instagram or on my social media. I made a movie. So now years ago, if you've been following me for a long time, and there's so many of you, by the way, uh, thank you. God bless you. I love you. I mean that sincerely. Uh, my, my prayers are to you for a beautiful and happy and wonderful life. Thank you for following me for all the years and sticking with me. And, and you know, even when there's no podcast and then saying, hey, we want the podcast back. Thank you very much. So I wrote a movie years ago called Sons and Daughters, and I changed the title to Hidden Blessings. I was talking to a friend of mine, Jamie Thomason, and Jamie Thomason is a, a wonderful director, and he's directed me on so many things. He directed me um, on uh, a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, actually, yeah, to name one of you know many, many things that, that Jamie had done. That. And I was showing him this script years ago when I wrote it, and he goes, why don't you call it Hidden Blessings? Because it's about a painter that paints these paintings called Hidden Blessings. I said, well, I call it Sons and Daughters because it's about these the younger people, and I play this older guy because I'm older now and, you know, and so he said, yeah, but I like hidden blessings. And, I, and the, it kind of, the more it, it kind of kept coming back and I thought, you know, hidden blessings, I like it better. So the movie is called hidden blessings. If you've been on my social lately, you can see the trailer on my YouTube channel and you can see it on my Instagram. You might have to scroll through a little bit to see it on there again now, because it's been a while, but please check it out. Please do yourself a favor. <laughs> that sounds so stupid to say, do yourself a favor. Oh, stop patting yourself on the back, James. No, it's, that's a funny old thing they used to say. And, and, um, commercials of do yourself a favor check this out anyways but uh no do me a favor and watch the trailer for hidden blessings it's a movie about a man named gregory davidson it's shot as a documentary it's not a real documentary gregory davidson is not a real person i play the character of gregory davidson who i made up and i wrote this movie to be a documentary because i'm a fan of documentaries i like documentaries but it was also a very inexpensive way for me to shoot this movie because i made this movie literally out of the money out of my own pocket and it was made for very very little i mean like you know very little money um i paid the actors that i hired and i just you know we we bought them food <laughs> we fed them we shot it primarily at my house 99 98% of the movie is shot at my house and you know we would use one wall for one scene for one person's house and then another wall literally in the same room for another person you know and it, we we would switch around and all just different places so uh, you know if nothing else you watch the movie you go oh there's James's house so and the movie is about this painter who is a bit of a recluse and he has kind of a tragic tale of losing his wife and he has these two sons that are full grown now and they help him run his business. And oh, and, and they're played by Drew H. Wells and Mason McCarty and they're fantastic young actors. And he painted a bunch of paintings back in the early 2000s that he became very famous for. And he became very wealthy from them. And then he decided to dis disappear. He felt as though God said, look, you paint these things for a while and then you're done. And he did. And now he runs a nonprofit where he donates money to, you know, churches and foundations and tries to help people. And this girl, this young lady by the name of the character's name is Lydia Drake, played by Kylie Renwick, who is a fantastic young actress. Kylie plays the character of Lydia and the character of Lydia inherits a painting from her mother 
after her mother has passed tragically from cancer at a young age and leaves her this painting. And they were a bit estranged, meaning that they didn't speak much. The character of Lydia moved away from home and was, you know, and her mom was a very, you know, kind of religious person, you know, and, and was a Christian that, you know, was very much about her Christianity. And the character of Lydia was kind of like, eh, I, you know, enough, mom. And so she goes off and becomes a filmmaker and makes documentary films and is kind of living that lifestyle of making, you know, uh, behind the scenes things and, you know, trying to make money doing stuff. And she's telling short stories. She's not like been a successful documentary filmmaker yet. Like she hasn't had one big thing. And she inherits this painting and she goes online and, and finds a contact for this guy, Gregory Davidson, because she realizes, oh my gosh, he was a big deal, you know, 20 years ago. And she sends him a picture of the painting and says, is, is this yours? Because it's never, it's, it's nowhere. And I can't tell if it's really yours, but you've signed it. It's signed on the back and, and all that. Is it really you? And so he emails her back and says, hey, I see you're a documentary filmmaker. Why don't you come make a documentary about me? And so she, all of a sudden, this guy's never done an interview. So she's been put in this position of, oh my gosh, now I got to interview this guy. So she has some friends that are in the art world and they're like, absolutely, we'll fund your movie. So they fund her film to make a documentary about this guy, Gregory Davidson, and and meet him and his family and see why he painted what he painted. See if we can find out about what happened to his wife and what's the story with him. Well, while she's there filming him and his life, she ends up having, you know, microphones on when they shouldn't be and cameras on when they shouldn't be or whatever and catches some things in his life with his sons namely his younger son who decides I want out of this family. I want my money that you've promised me. I want my inheritance essentially. And I want to go do my own thing. And she catches this on film while she's documenting this guy's life, documenting this guy's life, I should say. And so that kind of becomes the movie kind of shifts and it becomes about that. And what we find is if you know uh, the Bible at all, you would know that it's the story of the prodigal son which is a story that Jesus told about a young man and his older son, uh, his, uh, his father, and the father has two sons. One's older, one's younger, obviously. And the younger son says, hey, give me my fair share, my, my money, my inheritance, and I'm going to go off and live my own life. And so that's kind of what starts happening in real life, in real time in this documentary. And then the documentary filmmaker, Lydia, is kind of torn like, oh, do I follow the prodigal son or do I follow Gregory? And... She's challenged with questions because Gregory is kind of like her mom. He's very, you know, Christian and he's always talking about Jesus and it's kind of annoying to her. And But yet she's like, but he's nice. So, you know, but I want to know his story. And so she ends up following their lives. And then the other story that's going on here is she suspects he might actually be her father because, and I'm giving the whole story away here, but not really, because the painting was something she never knew where the painting came from or how her mom got it and why she would have this famous guy's painting. But all she knows is her mom got pregnant in school, in college, and then her parents pulled her out of school and she never knew who her father was. But all she knows is that her mom's always had this painting of this guy's. And so there's this question and this is kind of this, every time she goes to try to ask him uh, during the documentary, something happens. Some, sometimes it's supernatural. Sometimes it's, it's just somebody interrupting, whatever it may be. She gets interrupted and she never gets the answer of, you know, what's the deal with you in this painting? And did you know my mom? 
And so all of that's going on. So there's lots of, you know, ups and downs and dramatic moments. And, and it's all shot as a documentary. So you feel as though you're really just kind of there experiencing these people's lives. And so that's the movie. And we're getting great feedback from people that really like it. And I've, I, I've, I've put in the film some music by the band Jars of Clay, who I just, I, I love the band Jars of Clay. They've meant a lot to my life since the 90s when they kind of hit big. And Dan Hazeltine, who is the lead singer of, of, the Jars, of Jars of Clay, although the band is no longer together, um, Dan is an acquaintance of a friend of mine. And so my friend connected us and we hit it off. And Dan's son, Noah, is a great guy and they're Star Wars fans. They loved the Clone Wars. And so we've hit it off. And so it was very cool because then I got to show Dan the movie with, you know, I'm using nine of his songs of the band Jars of Clay's songs in this movie. And so he was able to connect me to the distribution company for the music. We're trying to get the rights. So that's where we're at. Like he can't just go, yeah, James, use the music I did because he doesn't really you know, have all the rights to all of it. There's huge music companies, Capitol Records owns all of that. So I'm trying to get the rights to the music, to the movie. Now it will more than likely cost a lot more than it cost me to make the movie. Cause I literally, like I say, I made this movie for nothing because all the cameras, all the lighting, all the sound, I owned all that. I did all the editing of it. And I did all of this with a dear friend of mine, Matthew Buds. Now, if you follow me for any length of time, you've seen that Matthew and I worked on um, a movie that we're trying to get made as well called The Comic Shop. That movie is still in pre-production. In other words, we haven't started making that movie yet. But there's some exciting things happening with that movie as well, which I hope we will start production on that film this next year. We've uh, Unfortunately, we've found out that somebody else is making a movie called The Comic Shop. That one's not ours. So if you see that, it's that's not mine where it's in las vegas and it sounds like it's going to be a little more raunchy and kind of like clerks and stuff and i'm a little bummed that they're using the comic shop because we had the title before them it's been copywritten we have it all uh, all the rights to all of that and so i'm kind of bummed that they're using that so hopefully maybe they'll change the name of it anyways i digress back to hidden blessings so matthew buds and i have been making this movie and matt is in the movie as well he's he plays uh, the character of my best friend in the movie and he's a tremendous actor he's he's very good matt has an amazing story himself he was a uh, a law uh, he was a, a a police officer for many years and then uh, broke his neck on the job long story short uh it's amazing he's alive and walking and and god bless him and he's a, a dear brother of mine now and uh, i love him so matt buds and then i have my friend matt lanter so it's very confusing around my house right now when we talk about matt's but <laughs> matt who wait which matt matt l matt b you know whatever matthew matthew buds matthew lanter so and then I have a couple other friends named Matt. And then one of my agents is named Matt. So my wife will be like, Matt just texted. Like, which Matt? Anyways, okay. So Matt Buds and I have been making, uh, we've been writing scripts together for the last couple of years. And I had this script where I'm like, we can shoot this movie on our own. And so we decided, let's shoot this movie on our own. And we did. It took about six months. And we just did it in our spare time. And we put it all together and... And uh, here it is. It's finished. Hidden Blessings. And I can't wait for you all to see it and have a place for it to be seen. But what we're trying to do is find a distributor. Now, last year at this time, Matt and I had written the movie The Comic Shop, and we were shopping it around to people as just a script. And everybody kept saying to us, well, if you got a finished movie, then we can talk. So now we went ahead and made a movie and finished it. And now we go to these same people and they won't return our calls. <laughs> it's like, 
So, and this is a faith-based movie. The comic shop isn't necessarily a faith-based movie, but this one is a, a, what we would call a faith-based movie. But I would really, and here's the thing. I've talked to, I have friends of mine, Craig Batts, who's a pastor, and other friends of mine. And in fact, Craig and his family are in it. They have a little cameo in it. And I showed it to them. And one of the first things Craig said is, you know what I like about this is it's not the, the typical Christian, you know, movie that is, I, I'm sorry, I, you know, I like a lot of Christian movies, but a lot of Christian movies are also a little corny. They're a little sappy or they're not really shot well. The sound isn't good or they don't look right. They're, you know, they're just done a little. And everybody, including a pastor friend of mine, said this is not preachy. This is not your typical Christian movie. And so I thought that was a great note. And we're getting that from a lot of people. And so we really want you all to see it. So the hope is, is that we'll get a chance to see it. I mean, you know, or to put it out there soon, but... I don't want to just, you know, put it out for free because, you know, I mean, look, I, I want to be known as a filmmaker now and, you know, I've written other movies and produced other movies in the past. And, you know, one of the other movies I made, which was also shot as a documentary, is called The Comedy Team of Pete and James. I shot that years ago. I, I, you know, it never ended up getting to go anywhere because of distribution issues. And so it's, it's for free on my YouTube channel and you can see it. You can go there and watch it for free. But I don't want to do that with this one. I want to be able to use this as kind of a calling card to show people, here's what I can do as a filmmaker. So, so I edited the whole movie. All the sound is done by me. The graphics and the, the uh, Photoshop were done by Matt and I. Matt's a, a really good Photoshop artist as well. And so we've, we've put this movie together. We had to create all this stuff. I had to paint. So all the, the paintings in it and the art in it are, are all mine. And some of them are, are done with computer and... Uh, and paint like a mixture of both i do some some things that way and some of them i had to churn out really fast for the movie so not all of them are are literally you know started with a sketch and then painted but most of them are, are paintings that i i actually just painted but all of it is my art it is all done either by hand or within the computer or a combination thereof and so all the art you see in this film is done by me Except for there's one scene in my living room with my dear friend tom wilson's art behind me and that's of course tom's art and he's a, a wonderful artist. And, you know, the funny thing is, is originally I wrote this movie for my friend Tom Wilson. I wrote it for him and uh, and he was unable to do it. And then he said to me, you should just play the part. And so I, I finally, years later, I decided I would. And I grew a beard out, a very, you know, Obi-Wan beard and grew my hair out long. And, and we shot this film. And so Hidden Blessings is the name of the movie. I'm going on and on about it. I really hope all of you can see it at some point. And we'll keep you posted. But as far as the comic shop goes, in fact, yesterday I was at a place called Keystone Resort. And a friend of mine, a new, a new friend of mine, Ricky Borba, who is a filmmaker, a director, and uh, actor as well. He's made uh, three, three or four films. Well, he's made four films, I believe now. But uh, three films, uh, a few of them are faith-based films. And then a couple are, you know, more like uh, holiday films that you would see on like Hallmark or Lifetime or one of those. And he just finished one, uh, uh, Chris, I think it's Christmas at Keystone. And they shot it at this place, Keystone Resort, out in Tennessee here. And we went out there yesterday because I was on a show with him and Maggie Jenny. Yeah, Maggie. I was on there. They have a talk show that they were doing. And I was out there at the resort and I got to see it all. And what we decided, you know, the, the fellow that owns the resort is um, saying, you know, I'd like 
to shoot movies out here. And so we're looking to see if maybe we can shoot the comic shop there, build some sets of a comic shop and shoot it out in this little small town of like 1800 population of like 1800 people out in Tennessee and see if we can shoot our movie there. Now, here's the deal. The comic shop before was going to center around a guy named Bud and Bud's comics. And then these five kids that are waiting in line for their favorite voice actor who's never been seen. Now, I just made a movie about a guy that's a reclusive guy that's never been seen. So I'm making another. So it's a theme and I'm always playing this reclusive actor. I don't know why. Anyways, but the new version of the movie is about Bud's comics, but it's not about Bud. It's about a person, the person that takes over Bud's comic shop after a turn of events that I don't want to give away. And it's a young woman that was a police officer and has a change in life and after a turn of events, which I don't want to give away. And she ends up taking over the comic shop that was the comic shop she grew up going to. So the young uh, gal that is the former police officer that now owns a comic shop is going to be played, God willing, by Ashley Eckstein. So Ashley, of course, you all know as Ahsoka Tano. But what we want to do is, I, I have known this for many, many years, that Ashley is an accomplished on-camera actress as well. And Catherine Tabor is an account, accomplished on-camera actress. And of course, everybody knows Matt Lanter is an accomplished on-camera actor. But even Dee Bradley Baker had done some on-camera work. So here's what I'm getting at. I'm going to make a movie called The Comic Shop, and it's going to star all of my Clone Wars castmates and, and myself. And then a bunch of cameos from other Star Wars uh, and, and voice actors is the hope. My buddy Jason Marsden was in my, my new movie, Hidden Blessings. I'm, I've got a part for Jason to play in the comic shop as well. I want this to be filled with a bunch of very talented voice actors that never get to be seen in front or rarely get to be seen in front of the camera, but are, are tremendous actors. And so the comic shop, God willing, and maybe we'll start a Kickstarter to get this going. And then because really what I want this to be is I want this to be a movie for fans, with fans, made with fans and by fan, uh, you know, by us for the fans and as a thank you because it's a really fun movie. It's a very fun movie. I, I, and I can't wait for you all to see Ashley in front of the camera playing a part and, and Catherine Tabor playing a part in front of the camera and Matt Lanter, who you're used to seeing and his, his beautiful hunky blue eyes and his amazing acting talents. And then me in front of the camera again, like I got to do with this other movie because I'm enjoying that. So I'm enjoying being in front of the camera now and doing that stuff too. So that is a plan with the comic shop. Hopefully we will start production on that in this next year by uh, 2024. We're already in 2023. Amazing. So what we're looking for now is investors for that to start that. And we could probably make this movie for about a half a million dollars. And I know that sounds like a lot of money, but that's nothing in comparison to, you know, most movies now. But it's it's uh, a thousand times more of what, than what I spent on... My movie Hidden Blessings, which it was literally, you know, a few thousand dollars. So uh, the comic shop, because I want to pay my friends, I want to pay them, you know, what they're what they're due as actors and stuff too. So hopefully we will make the comic shop soon and we will start doing a thing. And, you know, uh, let me know if you'd be involved, if you'd be interested in a Kickstarter, you know, in the comments and stuff uh, here on the podcast. Because, you know, what we want to do is give people an opportunity to be a part of the movie and to help donate to the movie and help make it work. I've never been a big fan of those kind of crowdfunding things because I always feel like, oh gosh, there's a lot of hoops you got to jump through and you don't want to disappoint anybody. But it it's kind of the perfect thing here and we're doing all these comic cons together and we could all start talking about it. And I really just want to create a buzz because what I think this movie could be is one of those kind of cult classics which there hasn't been a lot of lately. We need something new to kind of get us inspired and have fun again and see the joy of movies again. And that's what I'm really hoping this little movie could be. 
you know? So that's, that's that for the comic shop. That's that for Hidden Blessings. And that's that for what I've been doing with uh, the Comic-Cons. How are all of you? <laughs> I, I know you're all doing good because I'm seeing so many people at the Comic-Cons. But I also just want to remind you that life, you know, continues to move on. And it's a weird time to be alive. It really is. It's a weird time because there's so much going on in the world. And I just, I want to, I want to shed some light. I want to be a light to people. And I hope that's what you all want to be too. So let's not lose hope. I want this podcast to be here for you so you can be encouraged to keep pursuing your dreams and stuff and to know what you believe and why you believe it. That's what I always say on the show. What do I mean by that? Well, look, I'm, I'm a, I'm a person of faith. I'm a Christian and I know what I believe and I know why I believe it. And that's why I'm a Christian because I, it's not just a thing. It's, you know, it's my whole life. It's, it's why I live and breathe is to help uh, spread the good news of God and to serve, serve God because he's been so gracious to me to give me a beautiful life. And I see the evidence of his existence all around me. So whatever you feel that passionate about, okay, whatever you're feeling that passionate about, know what it is and know why you believe it, meaning not just the surface. You got to know it in the core of your being, in the soul, in your soul, okay? So seek that out. And if you don't know, then just ask, okay? Just just ask. And and hopefully you find fulfillment in that. That's, that's my prayer for everybody, everybody listening to this, is that you would find that fulfillment in whatever it is you're seeking, that you would know who you are and what you are and why you are, okay? That's the important part. And then... To know more than you want to know. And let me, I've never added this little caveat. Know more than you want to know and be okay with that. In other words, when I say know more than you want to know, what I mean by that is we all know the stuff that we know, but really what that is, is we know what we like and we know what's our comfort zone and we know what makes us feel good and we know what we don't like, but we got to have tolerance for that, okay? We have to be able to tolerate the things that we don't like that other people do or know. Like some of you listening, you know, may not have a Christian faith and you may not like that I talk about my faith so much, but know more than you want to know. Because I, what all I want to do is I want to show you the best example I can of what a Christian is. And I, I hope what you're left with is even if you go, yeah, at the end of the day, I don't believe what he believes, but I tolerate him. And he seems like a nice guy. And I, I get that that's really important to him. And so I salute him for that. Of course, we want each other to believe what we believe over what they believe, right? What, you know, that's what I would say as a Christian. I would say, well, yes, I believe this is the ultimate truth, but you may have your ultimate truth, right? So I have to be tolerant of that. I have to know more than I want to know. I have to know what makes you tick. And then I have to go and, hey, you want to go grab a a tea and, and chat? And because we have a love for Final Fantasy or you know, Star Wars or Ratchet and Clank or whatever. And that's cool. Or love for a movie, you know, Raiders of Lost Ark, my favorite movie, you know, whatever. So there's, we got to learn that if somebody believes differently than you, you shouldn't hate them. Okay. It's just, it's, and everything's getting flipped on its head and the world's a crazy place right now. And we all have to just go, you know what, man, that's how civilization works. We know that there's people that don't believe exactly the way we do. But you know what? I mean, even in a family, my wife and I agree on, gosh, 90% of things. But then there's other things we just, and that we just can't agree on because it's not in our fiber to agree on it. Uh, And so 
you know, because we're just wired differently. And that's the beauty of life. So let's start seeing, so, so know what you believe and why you believe it, know more than you want to know, and start seeing the beauty of the things that surround you that are not what you are accustomed to or even believe in and try to see the, the beauty in those things. Because, man, I, I don't care who you are. You go to a, a Comic-Con or you go to any place, any place I go, and I meet thousands and thousands and thousands of people every year, literally. And all I can say is humanity is a beautiful thing. People are beautiful, okay? And uh, to, to see the mind of somebody when, when, a, when a young person comes up to me and they, they say they were inspired by something I did and, and then they show me a piece of art or they, they give me a thank you note or they just really just want a picture with me, you know, or for me to sign their, their Funko Pop or something. And you, you just connect with another soul. You know, it's, that's what makes social media one of the most, I think, vicious, awful things on the planet. There's no way you can connect with that other person's soul. And, you know, and for years, and people would be like, James, ignore the stuff. And it's not, it's not like people are, you know, doing hateful stuff. Yeah, I'm sure there are. I try not to look right now. I have my, my wife or my friends, you know, look for me sometimes on those things. But, you know, if you follow me for a while, you know that a few years back I had that. So much so that it gave me vertigo for two months where I was so affected by the people that didn't like me, that never knew me, never knew, you know how how devastating it is when people can just have a, a platform where they can just say whatever without thought or care. And what I would say to people is get out and meet people. Get out of your room, put down the video game, put down the device, go out and meet people and have an open soul to meet someone that you are polar opposites with and try to find a connection. Especially elderly people. Oh my gosh, there's so much wisdom and beauty in older folks, if you get a chance to connect with somebody like that, because guess what? We're all going there. We're all going to be older someday, right? God willing. So find the beauty of humanity. There's not enough folks right now on either side of arguments right now. They all just so quickly on social media can say just hateful, mean things. And I, I will try to engage when people say hurtful things and people are like, don't do it, James. It's like, here's the thing. Once you connect with a soul, whether you agree with them or not, there's, it's really hard than to just be mean, <laughs> you know, you can be honest and, and that's what we need. We need people honestly looking at each other and going, yeah, well, I think what you're saying is complete nonsense and here's why. And then at the end of it to go, all right, love you, brother. All right. See ya. You know, <laughs> because we're all wired differently. I mean, that's, it, it, see, that's the insanity of the whole thing is that the whole world now wants to say each one of us is unique. Each one of us is our own thing. And, you know, uh, we're all our own thing. We should be lifted up for that. And yet at the same time, we're hating each other for it. We can't, you can't do that. We've got to celebrate the fact that each one of us is unique. And that means we're going to disagree on a lot of things. But you know what? It's how the world functions. And it's probably how 90 plus percent of the things that make our day-to-day -day life easier now, from electricity to, you know, phones and all this computers and all this stuff. It's probably how all those we got made possible was people disagreed. Certainly you know, Apple computers, which, oh gosh, now I have a love-hate thing with because would you guys just stop with the updates? <laughs> Anyways, 
But look at all the greatest advances in our world. They were probably made because somebody disagreed with somebody else, and that was okay. So it's got to be okay. So, you know, look, it's got to start on a grassroots level. So if you're listening to this podcast, here's what I'm praying. And whether you like me or not, I pray maybe you just get this and just think, you know, because maybe you were listening to kind of go, I'm going to see if he says anything that I can use against him. Just know that like disagreeing is what makes us all think more and explore more and become more who we are, right? You just have to be open to it. And you just have to go, okay, yeah, there's beauty. There's beauty in, in somebody being different than me. All right. There's James on his little soapbox and I'm back. Uh, season three, episode one. I think I think that'll conclude it because we're going on almost an hour already that you've been hearing me blather on and on. But I love talking to y'all. I really do. I really do. I, I wish I could do this all the time. And I'm sorry I don't to all of you that are, you know, really passionate about the show. I'm going to do my best to try to get, you know, maybe one a month out for you right now. But with the schedule we have, it is, it's, I got to tell you, June alone, the month of June alone, we are gone to a, a Comic-Con every single weekend. And for those of you going to the shows, um, the lovely young little lady that is at the table there that greets you with a big smile uh, is my daughter. And um, and then the other gal that's at the table that takes the things and passes them down to me and, and fills me in on what's happening is my wife. And uh, so they are traveling with me now. So be kind to them. And greet them with a smile. And they will certainly greet you with a smile back. And my daughter is the most extroverted person I know. And I'm I'm very extroverted. And she is uh, lovely. I'm going to have her on the show again soon. That's what I'm hoping to do. Another episode. One of the I think some of some people's most favorite episode of the show was um, the one that my daughter was on. So uh, she hasn't been on in quite a few years. So I'm going to try to get her back on here if her schedule allows. <laughs> she just turned 18 this year, and she's an amazing young lady. And so this year, she is. Uh, taking off from all other jobs and she's uh, I've I've hired her to work with me at these comic cons and she is doing a fantastic job and so it's a beautiful thing that we get this last kind of year of her you know uh, with school because she graduates in about a week and we have homeschooled her from day one K through 12 and she loves it and she had a wonderful time being homeschooled and my wife is the most fantastic teacher on the planet I give her all credit and we are all getting to spend a year together doing these Comic-Cons together and, and grow together as a family uh, before my daughter goes off and explores the world on her own, you know. She's not going to college. She's made that choice. We'll talk about that if she um, if she gets on the show. And I think that'll be kind of an interesting one for all of you because I know that there's a lot of folks that are younger than me listening to this show. And I know there's a lot of folks that are my age that are parents listening to this show. And I just try to be a mentor and an encouragement uh and a friend to all of you that are listening and try to give you advice from what I've learned from the 53 years I've been on this planet and from being married for 32 years uh, to an amazing person and having a 18 year old daughter and you know going through all the trials and tribulations of being a parent and a husband and a father and a friend and you know and a and a, a celebrity too which is a weird thing to say so thank you for taking the time with me and I guess we got we got to get Mr. Announcer Guy out here to do the uh, end of the show and do the legal mumbo jumbo. You know, I, you know, I mean, I always do the legal mumbo jumbo, and we update the year every time. So now he's got to do the update of the year and all that. But um, shall I do that, or I will just say, you know what? Hey, Mr. Announcer Guy. Yeah, man. Say legal mumbo jumbo. 
legal mumbo jumbo. Okay, he did the legal mumbo jumbo. Now, right now, I'm just gonna, we're gonna end this one this way, all right? God bless you all. And even if you don't believe in God, I say, God bless you, I'm praying for you, all right? And I hope that you get that and aren't offended by that, and you know what you believe and why you believe it, and you know more than you wanna know, and you're not offended by other people's beliefs. Um, but you learn to kind of embrace that the world's more beautiful because we all have all these different thoughts and things. Uh, okay, but seek the truth, seek the truth, and it will find you. That's, I will tell you that, seek the truth, okay? Go out there and find it. Uh, God bless you. Love you all. I will be back with another episode very soon. And goodbye. <laughs>